3: the increase of Jesus being in your life. You know, in order for that to happen, there must be a self-decrease in order for Jesus to take his rightful place as we walk with him through this life. Well, today I'm going to be reading to you from John chapter 3. As I began, I was reading from Colossians, and that was chapter 1, and it talked about the preeminence of Jesus Christ, and that's what that was all about. But now we come to this study today in the book of John, chapter 3, and I'll read from verse 22 and following, and then we'll have a word of prayer. The Bible tells us here in verse 22, after these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and baptized. You know, that's an interesting part here that Jesus baptized during his ministry, Now, John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem, and because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. And he says there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi... He who is with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me, bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. Oh, one of, some of the great statements that John makes here uh, in that text of Scripture. Uh, of course, he, you know, he's uh, he's saying about. Jesus Christ, and, of course, the people of John, the followers of John are kind of jealous about the fact that Jesus has followers, and Jesus is baptizing. John is baptizing, and, uh, of course, they come to him and say, you know what, Uh, this is something going on here. But you know what John's answer is here? I love this. In verse 27, he said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. And that is so true. If God doesn't give it to you and it's man-made, It's not going to be worth anything. He said, you yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ. John never claimed to be the Christ. He was the forerunner, of uh, the announcer of Jesus coming into the world. He said, I've been sent before him. And here is something interesting in chapter uh, 3, verse 29. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. The bride obviously is going to be referred to as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the born-again Christians. But the friend of the bridegroom, who, by the way, is John the Baptist. John, prior to the book of Acts, you did not have the church in existence. And even though Jesus had followers, John had followers, they were still under the old system of preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. When the book of Acts comes in, that, by the way, I believe is the literal beginning of the what we call the new testament or uh, the church the age of the church is the interesting part here where we find what he says the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice therefore this joy of mine is fulfilled now john knew he had a role he had a position he had a calling of the lord to do what he did He was six months before Jesus. He was six months older than Jesus because at the time that Elizabeth was carrying uh, in her womb, John the Baptist, that's when Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And when Mary arrived at the house of Elizabeth, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit and jumped for joy in in Elizabeth's womb. So we know John had a ministry, his calling to be the forerunner, to be the announcer that Jesus the Messiah is coming. Now, uh, we looked at that in chapter 1, you know, where behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, in this text today, there are three things I want to point out. First of all, Jesus, in saying that he must increase, in John's comment, Jesus must be first in life. And Now, his life ought to be priority to our life. You get the comment here. You get the statement of John the Baptist. And in chapter 3, verse 26, 27, and 30, they came to John, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified. What did John testify? That he was, <laughs> here. behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. Now they're saying to, to John, behold, he's baptizing and all are coming to him. You know what that statement said about the followers of John? He's getting more people than you are. There was a competition attitude here. There was some jealousy here about the followers of John the Baptist. But John had no jealousy whatsoever. He was not in competition with Jesus Christ because John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Now, here's the comment. He must increase, but I must decrease. And that goes back to life. Who is first in life? Jesus Christ must be first to have the priority correct. And it's Jesus first and myself last and others in between that spell out J-O-Y. Uh, as a matter of fact, we say, well, uh, it's Jesus first and me second. No, uh, we are to love the Lord our God with all our soul and mind and spirit and then to love our neighbor as ourself. If we put Jesus first, ourself last, and others in between, then you've got the right priority of heart when it comes to being a follower of Jesus Christ. So if we're going to decrease, and that's the way it should be, John the Baptist said, I must decrease, then Jesus must increase in his position in your life. If you want true satisfaction, if you want joy in your heart, if you want to do it the way God wants you to do it, It's Jesus first. Now people say, well, what about me? Uh, No one ever pays any attention to me. Well, I got news for you. God loves you, and I'll tell you that you'll have more fulfillment and you'll have more joy if you keep the priority right. I know we live in a selfish society. You know, we do it our way. You know, you deserve a break today. All these things, and that's all fine and dandy to a point. But when it comes to priorities and who's the leader and the one that is in charge of things in your life, it must be Jesus first. I had a conversation with a man one time, and he, he was telling me that uh, uh, he wanted to come to church and do the things of God so uh, he could win his wife back, that he had really been a, a real pain and she had left him. And uh, But anyway, I said, look, you need to come back whether your wife comes back to you or not. Because if it's not Jesus first, it's not going to work. You can't use God as some way to get your own way. Now, the point was this. And by the way, in your marriage, in your life, in your work, if you put Jesus first, you're going to be a better husband, a better wife, and your, your relationship on the job is going to be a whole lot better if you put Jesus Christ first than if you try to do it all yourself and putting your priorities in the way. So when the priority of heart is right, then the desire becomes of what God wants for you. Now, Jesus first in life. He must increase. Jesus first in my plans, in my purpose. That is priority of will. The heart, the will. Listen to what he says in verse 28 and 30. He says, you yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I've been sent before him. He must increase but I must decrease. What is it, what is the plan going on in your life today? Is it God's plan or is it your plan? Good question to ask yourself. You know, John the Baptist said, listen, I'm going to do God's plan. I am not the Christ. You might think I am. People might try to talk you into being something you're not. People may try to manipulate you into a plan. But if you're doing God's plan and putting Jesus first in your priorities and in the purpose of your life, then you will find that, once again, the fulfillment of what you're doing. You know, you won't have to sit around and guess, oh, I wonder if I'm doing God's will and, oh, I just need to find the purpose. I'm not satisfied. On and on we go. And when you get into that state of mind of dissatisfaction, then you've lost the the insight of his plan for you. Dear friend, God has a plan for you. Find out what it is. And it doesn't take rocket science to figure that out. It just takes a surrender of your will to say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And when you get to that point internally, And I'm not just saying verbally. A lot of people say things verbally, but internally they don't mean it. When the will is switched over, when you switch over from me, myself, and I to God have your will done in my life, then you will find that position you need to be in that God has called you to do. And you know what? It's so beautiful when you can know when you get up in the morning, I'm doing what God wants me to do. Not what I want to do, but what God wants me to do. And you'll find a great fulfillment in that. Listen, there won't be any void in that. There won't be, oh, you know, I'm getting bored about this and that and the other. This will be the priority of God's will for you. So we have the priority of heart when he increases. We have the priority of will when he increases and we decrease. And then we have a priority of faith. Now, this is really interesting because as we go down into the text, uh In John chapter Three, and there's so much here that we could touch on today, and we will during our entire broadcast we're going to talk a lot about this in our second segment. But when it gets down down here, the priority of faith now people say they have faith and yet they'll trust in everything else but God you may have you may have faith in your checkbook well, i don't know uh if you're listening today, you probably don't have a problem with that because there's probably never enough. But the point I'm trying to say is this. People put their faith in people. By the way, look at today as people put their faith in politics. Or they'll put their faith in a man or or a group of people. Or I always look at this, an ideology of how things ought to be. Well, if you put your faith in all those things, you're going to come up dry every time. You put your faith in God. You put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Totally, completely lock, stock, and barrel. Then you're going to find that fulfillment of joy and peace. Now I like this. John three thirty-six makes a priority here. And it it really bases it's based on a choice that you're going to make. What what which way will you go? Listen to what he says. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. Now that's pretty cool. But that is a choice that you're going to make. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe in the Son, and I'm talking about the Son of God, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Now, I want to tell you something. That is an important verse of Scripture for everybody on the face of this earth. You've got a choice. You've got a priority of faith. People have faith in something or or other. You either have your faith in God or you have your faith in yourself. You either have your faith in the word of God, or you have your faith in philosophy and man-made things. You either have your faith in God, or you're looking toward the world to supply your need. I'll tell you this, only God can take care of your need today. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying about eternal life. If you're going to find yourself in heaven one day, the Bible says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And if you don't believe in the son of God, you'll never see life. And, but the wrath of God will abide upon you. Now I know that's not a popular message that a lot of people want to preach or teach or talk about, but it's the truth, dear friend. The only way to heaven, the only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and believing on the son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ has everything to do with that. So he must increase, and I must decrease. I can remember before I was saved, I tried every religious way to make make myself think that God was happy with me. I don't know if you're there. I don't know if that's ever crossed your mind. But I, I know growing up, I thought if I just do all the right things and say all the right things and give up all my really bad habits, then I'll, uh, God will be pleased with me, and he'll say, "Good, good job, son. Come on into heaven. And I thought that that was the way. I thought that by living by good deeds was going to get me there. But you know what? I didn't come the way that Jesus had provided. I was a a lost man that was looking toward my own way of getting saved. And the wrath of God was going to be upon me because I did not believe on the Son of God to be my Savior and my Lord. And as a Christian, and one day, by, by the way, me say this, one day I did get saved. I gave up all my ways, and I turned to Christ and said, Lord, you're the only way, the truth, and the life, and I can't come to the Father except through you. But, you know, I look at this as a Christian, and as today as I walk with God, he must increase and I must decrease. We as believers can get caught in the trap of trying to do it our way instead of God's way. And I'm telling you, you know this, I know this, that doesn't work. There's a brick wall coming, and you're going to run smack into it if you keep living by the flesh. He must increase, and I must decrease. That's a humbling position to be in. But, dear friend, if you're going to be lifted up in the Lord, then you must humble yourself in the sight of God. And that's a joyous place to be. Oh, listen, I've got a. Uh, we're gonna we gotta kind of uh, move on here with our announcements about what's happening at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church, but I want you to stick around after our announcements because we're gonna talk a lot about this in our second segment of our program. But right now, we want to talk about the goodness of God at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church, and I like to declare our this church as the Lord's church. And, you know, we want His will to be done in our church and our body of believers just as much as we do in our individual lives. But we got some exciting events we're going to share with you, and truly, we want you to come and visit with us. So, Lindy, I'm going to turn this over to you at this time about the exciting happenings that are going on at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church.
4: Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> sure will, Pastor. Well, let's start on Sunday mornings. I'll give you our weekly breakdown here. On Sunday mornings is our Sunday school class we have that, uh, classes for every age group. That begins at 9.30 in the morning. We also provide infant care if you've got the little tiny ones. Now, at 10.30 is our adult worship service. Also, at the same time is our children's church at 10.30 in the morning on Sundays. Skip over to Tuesday nights. Our youth group, which is grades 6 through 12, starts at 6 o'clock, goes till 7.30, and we invite the youth to bring your friends. On Wednesday evenings, we have several activities every week. We have a handbell choir, and that rehearses at 5 o'clock p.m. on a Wednesday evening. And then at 6 o'clock is our pastor's prayer meeting and Bible study, 6 o'clock. Also on Wednesday evenings, grades K through 5 our Kids Connection. That begins at 6.15 Um, And uh, one more item on Wednesday evenings, excuse me, is our Celebration Vocal Choir Rehearsal, which begins at 730 in the evening. Now, you are all welcome to attend any of these events, and we invite you to do so. If you want to learn how to ring the bells and, and, you know, ring with us, or if you want to sing in our choir, please come. All righty. Now, let's skip over to Thursday evenings. We have at 6 o'clock... Adult basketball in the gymnasium, and that's 6 to 8 p.m. And please, adults, bring your friends. Okay, now, where in the world is Colonial Oaks Baptist Church? Well, we're here in Sarasota. First of all, why don't you grab yourself a pen? You might want to jot some of this information down. Our building is located at 6901 Bee Ridge Road. It's about a mile east of I-75 at the Bee Ridge exit. Our phone for the church office, nine four one Three seven seven 20 Again, that's 941-377-2737. Seven seven our website, mycobc.com. M-Y-C-O-B-C dot com, m-y-c-o-b-c. com. Check our website for special events throughout the entire year. You can also hear archived sermons from Sunday morning and also archived radio programs, Faith Answers, of course. All right, now, Faith Answers is a radio ministry of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church. Do you happen to be looking for a solid Bible-believing church? Why don't you worship with us tomorrow morning and check us out? And when you come, oh, do let us know you're here. We love to meet our listeners. Now, we have a very special event coming up very soon for the ladies. This is in October on Saturday the 20th. Ladies, save this date And come gather at the well. Yes, you know, 2,000 years ago, women from neighboring villages would gather at the well pretty much every day to talk, exchange the latest news, you know, recipes, etc. And, of course, to draw their water. Now, at the well here at Colonial Oaks, come meet some women from the Bible in person. And listen to what they have to say. And that's Saturday, October 20th. It starts at 8 o'clock in the morning and goes to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. $7 per person will include breakfast, lunch, and door prizes, just like they had in the Bible. Door prizes. Get it? Oh, just kidding. Now, bring your friends. We will need to know how many people will be in your party. So make your reservations, please, by calling our church office at 941 377 2737. See you at the well, ladies. Okay, now if you just tuned in, you are listening to Faith Answers Radio online at letstalkfaith.com from Salem Media Group Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910. Faith Answers is here because, well, you have questions and God has answers. Please tune in Saturdays at 12 noon and Sundays at six thirty in the morning and 11 o'clock. In the morning. Now you can contact our radio studio directly with your Bible questions, your prayer requests. You know, our Colonial Oaks prayer team also prays for you when you let us know, and we will keep it as confidential and anonymous as you desire. You just let us know, okay? Call or text Faith Answers Radio at 941 952 8797. That's 941 952 8797. Eighty-seven ninety-seven. If you wish to email, you can send your email to Pastor Gary C O B C at Comcast dot net. Again, Faith Answers Radio Direct nine four one nine five two eighty seven. 97. Okay, back to you, Pastor.
3: Oh, thank you, Lindy. And we're going to get into our next segment after the bottom of the hour here. We have news and announcements coming up. I wanted to add one more thing into uh, what we've done recently. We are now on Facebook. and uh, if you have a Facebook account, you can go to Faith Answers. Just type that in uh, in the search bar, Faith Answers, and you'll you'll kind of see a uh, a little logo up there. There may be other Faith Answers on there, but if you click on there, uh, you can friend us and find out what's happening. We put posts up there. We have some pictures and so on. But we've got a lot of followers right now on Facebook, so uh, we'd love to have you be a part of that. Uh, so anyway, go to Faith Answers on your Facebook. Now, we got a question here. i got to have a question for you for the next half hour. Um, I want to ask you this. How do you achieve the desire in your heart to put Jesus first? How do you make him increase in your life? Oh, we're going to talk about that in our next segment. So stick around, dear friend. Don't go away because we're going to be right back.
1: You're listening to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota. To learn more, call 941-377-2737. We'll be back with more Faith Answers in a moment on Faith Talk 570 and 910. So
5: let the praises ring,
6: the jordan river and much much more call now to get your edi trip planned today at 727-460-1225 that's 727-460-1225
4: why would parents of five children sacrifice so all could attend elfer's christian school Ask Diana Burke.
7: I just love the heart of the people here. The teachers are very warm. It's traditional classrooms. or are small sizes. And it's a safe environment, and they feel very loved. Your
4: child deserves to soar with a Christ-centered education at Elfers Christian School in Newport Ritchie. Call for a campus tour at 727-845-0235. Online at ElfersChristianSchool.org.
1: Weekdays at 1 p.m., don't miss
5: Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. But what I've learned that as I say no, my resolve is strengthened. Then when sin comes, I can say no because I've disciplined myself to say no. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays
1: at 1 on Faith Talk 570 and online at Let's Talk Faith Talk 570 WTBN.
8: If you've just joined us, you're listening to Faith Talk 570 910 FM 102.1 as we feature some of the ministries that make up the Faith Talk family. Sundays at noon, it's Pastor Gary Roy with Faith Answers. Let's continue the program now.
1: Welcome back to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy on Faith Talk 570 and 910. Online at Let'sTalkFaith.com. Here's your host, Pastor Gary Roy. How
3: do you know that Jesus Christ is first in your life? And where do you get the desire to have that happen? Welcome back to Faith Answers. I'm Pastor Gary Roy from Colonial Oaks Baptist Church, along with my co-host, Lindy Rosenbaum. And we're talking about what John the Baptist said, he must increase... And I must decrease. How does that happen? How is it that we surrender our will over to God so easily, if we say, when the flesh is so strong trying to get its way all the time? Well, we're going to look at that in our second half here today, and I have kind of an answer to that from Scripture that I really, really love in Philippians chapter 2. You know, I I just didn't wake up, or you just didn't wake up one day and say, oh, I think I'll put Jesus first today in my life. There was something that happened, something that took place to make that be able to be accomplished, first of all, in our life, and it didn't come from you either. It didn't come from me when I look at this verse of Scripture. I love what Philippians 2.12 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and here's the answer. Here's the answer to our question. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Don't ever forget that. You cannot conjure up a feeling in your own life to put Jesus first. It's impossible with the flesh. It has to be God who instills that in your life. And without it, you can't accomplish it. I was uh, reminded of a church service one time where, uh, someone said, we're going to get everybody spiritual here today, and we're just going to keep singing songs until we all get spiritual. And I, we could have sang for eight hours and not gotten spiritual. If God is not in that, and your heart is not related to God where he can get in there, mm. then there's, it's impossible to put Jesus first in your life. But with him there, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Oh, I love this part of it where John says, He must increase and I must de- decrease. Oh. And I think about the motivation of that and where John the Baptist got that from is the same place we get that from with the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, Lindy, this is good stuff today. And listeners, we're glad you're listening today. And as always, if you have questions, God has answers. And. You can text us at 941-952-8797 anytime during this broadcast uh, with your question. Well, let's dive into this today because this is good stuff, and I know we've got a lot to talk about.
4: Right, so take, take <laughs> oh, in. yeah, what you just said. You were talking about uh, John saying uh, he must increase and I must decrease. Well, earlier on in the program, you mentioned you were talking about dissatisfaction. And, you know, I was thinking about this. And when we feel dissatisfied, and let's say we, He's Jesus is increasing in our lives, right, and we're Mm -hmm. decreasing. If we're dissatisfied, I think that might be our little soul saying, "Not your will for my life, but mine." Ah. Whereas, if we say, "Not my will, but yours," ah, satisfaction. That's it. That's it. And
3: why does it, uh, why is it so difficult to get to that point? Because we all battle this. Sure. I know, uh, you know, you listeners out there today, I mean, there are things in life, we, we want it our way. We're happy if it goes our way. I mean, um, I, I've, I've been that in that realm of I'm not happy until I get my way. Uh, but you know what? It's interesting, as Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, And he said, Lord, if it's, you know, if you could take this cup from me, let this pass. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And Jesus gladly went to the cross in our place.
4: Amen. And, you know, along those lines, um, God has us each here for his purposes. Yes. Another comment I would like to make on this same scripture. He must increase and I must decrease. You know, John who was filled with the holy spirit from his being in his mom's womb yep that was a miracle god did um john was quite clear about his position in christ he knows he knew that he john was not the promised one he was very clear about that but that he was i mean he could have gotten a big head everybody coming to him and are you the christ you know but no he knew that uh he was specifically John himself was specifically set apart. Get this. His job was to identify the Christ for the very first time. One calling in the wilderness, right? Mm-hmm. To launch Jesus' three year ministry. John knew God's plan. Woo.
3: This is amazing.
4: <laughs> you know, I, and you know,
3: this is this is interesting because a thought just came to my mind, Lindy, and I think about my own life a lot of times. You know, we, we kind of take a self-inventory of what's going on and how do you get to the place you got to. And, you know, some days I wake up and pinch myself and say, how did I get here, you know, and, and the place I'm in and things that I can do. But I, I think about this in this sense. If you just lay your life into the hands of God, now what does that mean? That means you're going to listen to his voice through his word. Uh, the Holy Spirit's going to speak through prayer. Uh, When you go to the Lord in prayer and ask, if you listen to God, he will show the way and you will know his desires. You will know his calling. I think about even living life uh, on this earth of him increasing in my life. There were times of crisis when I came to the fact I said, oh God, I can't handle this anymore. Please take over. And he allowed that to happen for me to get
4: to that point. Yes. Oh, Oh. that's so good, Pastor. So good. Well, here's another thought. Same exact scripture, only just before he said the bit about increase and decrease, he says, John is saying, I am not the Christ, Mm. but I have been sent before him. He must increase, I must decrease. You know, like I mentioned a moment ago, John was crystal clear on what Christ's plan was. Yes. And he was his first witness. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what John must have felt pointing out to these guys, literally pointing his finger, if you will, to Jesus in the flesh, just the guy standing there and the guy, you know, God, Jesus, Mm -hmm. he was literally pointing. When when I tell someone about Jesus, I can't point to him physically, but still I feel a thrill in my soul. Because of the great news that it is. I just can't imagine what John must have been experiencing.
3: Well, and then he had all kinds of pressure around him from oh, his yes. followers. Yes. That's saying, John, what are you doing? He's taken away all these people from you. Oh. He's taken your glory and your thunder. And, exactly. You know, And, and John, John, bless John. Oh, I mean, wow, what a man of God this was. Yeah. To, to recognize and know the heart of Jesus Christ and to say this, I must decrease yeah. to his followers. Can you imagine man doing that? I mean, and he's a man, yeah. but there are people today that would say, oh, no, no don't take my numbers away. Don't take, right, right, no, right. I oh, I want to be number one. No, Jesus Christ must be number one.
4: I'm glad you said it that way, Pastor. Because I was just thinking when these guys came, you know, Rabbi, Rabbi, there, you know, yeah. that guy over there, Jesus is getting more than us. All are coming to him. They said, "Here's my interpretation." Where we're losing business? Uh, oh, where? Yep. cry crybabies. These were the Pharisees. It even says that they were the Pharisees. Yes, they were. You know, ugh, jealous human you know well and, we had a good thing going on and he's come over and taken our business
3: you know <laughs> and you know what i see glory. about this too and i i, I kind of uh, equate this to what paul the apostle went through when he when he went out into his missionary journeys planting churches yeah. and he went into realms of, you know where the greeks were and he yeah. was uh, he was in rome and so on and so forth but you know what's interesting about why the the legalistic judaizers they were the jews yeah who were saved, they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, but they kept the law in there because they still wanted structure of the old system. It's the works. It's the works, and they had authority with that. The minute that we take that authority away, uh-oh, I don't have a position anymore. Uh-huh. Listen, I've known churches uh, across this land that the minute they're challenged with the fact that they've got to put Jesus, what do you mean i got to step down from my position? And we don't have positions in the body of Christ. We don't have positions as Christians. Jesus is the only one with the position. Amen. And he's the owner, operator, and he founded the church. He is the head of the church. That's right. I read that in Colossians a little while ago. He is preeminent in his church. And if we allow that to happen, then great things will go on, as I said Putting Jesus first is a matter of him drawing us to him in his love. And the point of that would be it is the Holy Spirit that puts the desire in you to put him first. And when you allow that to happen, you have surrendered yourself unto God. Oh,
4: that's so oh. That's so good. You know, uh, these images come in my mind as you were telling about that. I'm so glad you brought it up. You know, I don't care how many... Uh, Hats you got on your head, how many robes you're wearing, how many collars you're wearing, how many words you have before your name, yeah. how many uh, churches you have named after you. I don't care all about that. You don't have a position. Amen. Jesus has the position yes. and only him. If you think you're something, you're not. Yeah. You're nothing. Yeah. And anybody, well, where is that? Anybody who thinks there's something isn't. Right. But that, that is such a great point, Pastor. I'm glad you brought that out. It just kind of... I don't know it irks me. To. Well, and and we
3: live in a world of competition. You know, uh, the church sometimes becomes like the world or the Christian takes on a worldly aspect of, uh, you know, position. Say, for instance, yeah. I want a high up position. Um, I, I always tell uh, the fact that our deacons in our church that serve the Lord and pastors, uh, when you take on that role, you don't step up to something. You step down to serve. You're not stepping That's up good. to be exalted. You're okay. stepping down to serve, and the word deacon simply means to serve tables. Uh, or pastor is a is is an overseer uh, of the flock. He's tending to the sheep. This is not a, a thing where you get this big, high, lofty situation. Oh this is what John was faced with. Yes, John the Baptist was faced with this, just like we are today, is what position are we going to take? He and, was tempted, but, oh, he didn't, but he didn't go with it. It's so tempting. Yeah. Think about today and people in their high and lofty positions with high and lofty uh. names and uh, you know titles and all this kind of thing. And yet here's John turning around saying, uh-uh. He must increase, the one that you're jealous over. The one that you're saying you're, he's taking all our business away. He must increase and right. I must decrease. Right. We can't let Christ increase without us decreasing. That's right. And when it says decrease, it means we step down out of that feeling of position.
4: That's John right. Out of position. And when we raise ourselves up, we're putting him down. Yes. We may think that, but it's just flat out not true. We can be deceived by our own selves.
3: What a great point. We are putting Christ down when we are lifting ourselves up. And I don't think anybody wants to do that in reality, spiritually speaking. But if you don't have the spirit of Christ working in you... To, to put these things in perspective, pride can overcome, pride can overwhelm, and we become, ooh, I'm
4: holier than thou. I'm telling you, the picture just popped in my mind is guy standing there with his thumbs in his uh, uh, suspenders, Yeah, you know, and goes, I'm somebody. Yeah. You know, I'm somebody for Christ. Uh, no, you're not. If anybody's got suspenders on with his thumbs in him, it could be it should be Jesus, but he doesn't act like that. You know, I, <laughs> that I was kind that of stupid. I, yes, but. indeed. And
3: and I think sometimes, and I want to say this because I think compliments are good. You've got to take them in perspective. I was taught a long, long time ago, when someone brings you a compliment, just say thank you and be encouraged. And be encouraged. Yeah. And the word thank you. I was. This was brought to my attention uh, by a professor I had in college. He said, basically, when when you say thank you, you're actually saying, "I really don't deserve that, mm,
4: but I appreciate
3: good. the you know the the encouragement from it." Yeah. So say thank you if someone comes up and just gl- gives you this glowing, "Oh, you were great," blah blah blah. Just say thank you with a humble heart, and remember inside of you. Don't take that to the place of saying, "Oh, I must." Increase and Jesus must decrease. No, no, no. Say thank you. Praise the Lord. If you're going to give all praise, let's give it all to Jesus Christ. Where, that's where it belongs. And the term praise the Lord has been flippantly used so many oh, times. Yeah. We have to remember what that means. Right. It truly means let's give him the praise and that's not right. me. That's right. And so uh, oh, this is such a great oh, study today. So what good. a great text. You know what I find out of John's life here? John. John truly was a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, he was. Uh, Jesus referred to him as the greatest of preachers. Let's let's face it; he lost his head over what he did for the so Lord.
4: He was filled with the Holy Spirit of
3: Absolutely. God. Absolutely, that's the key.
4: That's interesting because I wanted to ask you. I'm going to say something that I want to make sure you tell me that's true, Lindy, or you're a little off base there. Okay, I'm just. Gonna, I made a note here. Um, I'm just going to read what I wrote. Okay. So John is saying, uh, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. Okay, up until then, up until this point in time, the Jews didn't think in terms of eternal life or death, eternal life or death. They weren't thinking in that those terms because, this is the part I want you to, their, recon, their reconciliation with God was on a case-by-case basis. It, they didn't have this sense of once for all, as Jesus now provides, right? And John the Baptist was the very first person to show people the way to eternal life. Now, here's the part also. We follow in his, John's, footsteps. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and so are we. Absolutely. Is there
3: a... Absolutely. You know, I'm reminded, you, you made a comment about the 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 way the Jews, um, looked at, they actually believed in a resurrection. Okay. Jewish teaching believes in a resurrection. And, uh, and I'll tell you why in, in Daniel's prophecy in Daniel chapter 12, uh, he says at that time, Michael shall stand up the the great prince who stands and watches over the sons of the people. And he says, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since the time of nation. He's talking about the tribulation. And uh, then he says in uh, verse two, he says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life oh. and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And so, so I got
4: that part wrong. Well, it's not, that's good. That. Thank you. That's well, very and, and helpful in that,
3: that concept. Uh, but the, the Jewish believer was working off of works. If they the did case not by believe case. in Christ, yeah. they were building off case by case. Yes. Every year bringing sacrifice yes. to the temple and so on and so forth. Yes. But it, it's really interesting as you look at it. And thank you for bringing that in. Because this is where John had his conflict of, you know, dividing the two here. Because yeah. he's dealing with the, the old Jewish traditions and laws. Yeah. That the ceremonial cleansing of his baptism was Jewish. That's right. Jesus
4: baptized in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus had not yet begun this baptizing in the Holy Spirit. And John was filled with the Holy Spirit. John was so unique. Yes. Up until Jesus. Yes. Um, Oh, boy. What was my question or comment here? Oh, I know. It was just talking. I'm picturing John in Elizabeth's womb, Mm. right? Filled with the Holy Spirit, which is something we cannot. We cannot manufacture, we can't comprehend until unless we have it. Here's this little baby, unborn, flipping in his mother's womb because yes. he's in the presence of his Lord. How could he know that? Only the Holy Spirit of God could do that. And here we are today as believers. And we have, this is amazing. We, I have inside me, you have inside you, Pastor, the, the same Holy Spirit that was in that little baby, it's the Holy Spirit of God. There's only one, and Amen. he's... It's Amen. just mind-blowing. Isn't
3: this awesome? Oh, oh, oh L- L- Lindy, I want you to share something with us here. And, you know, as we get down to the end of our broadcast, we always like to share with you what it means to be saved and try to make it abundantly clear to you. And, Lindy, you do such a great job in, in uh, sharing the preliminaries of this uh, leading up to me sharing an invitation. So, Uh, If you would, uh, you know, at this time, let's go into that and uh, let's let's take that segment right now.
4: Okay. well, all right. Radio friend, let me ask you this question. When was the last time you really thought about eternal life? Do you possess it? Are you sure? You know, some people think that eternal life begins after we die. But no, it's not in the sweet by and by. Eternal life begins right here and now from the moment that you accept Christ. And it continues forever. In John 17:3, Jesus says, And this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You see, you don't have to die to have eternal life. The moment that you trust Jesus as your Savior, the the Holy Spirit makes his entrance into your heart. We were just talking about that. And he will begin an intimate, personal relationship with you. Oh, wow. Now, after we die, yeah, there's heaven and hell. Are you at all concerned about where you will be after your life on earth is over? Well, before we talk about the good news of the gospel... We must understand the bad news. In Romans 3.23, the Apostle Paul tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And he says the wages for sin is death. Okay, let's make this personal. Do you know that you are a sinner in need of a Savior? Or do you think God will give you a pass? Oh, please don't be deceived. Heed this dire caveat. Jesus is our only hope. Because, when the wrath of God is unleashed upon this earth, and it will happen, if you die without Christ, you will perish unto eternal damnation. However, here comes the good news. Verse 23 continues, The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Oh, he loves you so much. Now, how do we know that? Well, because Romans 5, 8, 9 says, he demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, much more than that, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from what? From the wrath of God through him. Okay, so friend, if you die without Christ, you will never have another opportunity to choose life. Look deep into your heart. Is the still small voice of God calling to you? Will you take God at his word, turn to him, and receive eternal life? Or will you answer him, Lord, Lord, go away, come again another day? The Holy Spirit urges us in Hebrews 3, 7, and 8, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. James, the brother of Jesus, tells us, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city. We'll spend a year there. We'll carry on business and make a profit. You do not even know what tomorrow will happen. What will happen tomorrow? Proverbs twenty-seven one says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Now, friend, several weeks ago, I lost a dear and long time friend when she was killed instantly in an automobile accident. The news was shocking; it felt so strange that she's suddenly gone. but because she trusts the Saviour, I know exactly where she is, and I rejoice that I'll see her again now in isaiah fifty five six the prophet urges, Seek the Lord while He may be found, and call on him while He is near. If you don't know. If you're secure in the Lord today, if you have any doubt, ask yourself, what or who is keeping me from believing in Jesus? Now, Pastor Gary is going to help you understand how you can receive eternal life right now, today. Back to you, Pastor.
3: Is God speaking to your heart, dear friend? Is he saying to you right now, come unto me? Well, you can by simply calling on the name of the Lord If he's drawing you at this moment, pray this simple prayer. Oh, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me on the cross, was buried, and rose again from the dead. And I confess you today as my Lord and Savior. If that's your prayer today, my friend, we want to hear from you. You can text us at 941-952-8797 because those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, that's all we have time for in this broadcast today. We're glad you tuned in. Hey, listen, invite a friend next week to tune in to Faith Answers, and we're going to talk about the water of life. On behalf of Lindy Rosenbaum and myself, we want to wish you a very blessed and wonderful day.
1: You've been listening to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Faith Answers is a listener-supported program. Your generous gifts are needed to help meet the goals of providing solid, Bible-based teaching that will strengthen the walk of those already following Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, draw others into a saving relationship with Him. You can help support the Faith Answers radio ministry by visiting mycobc.com. That's mycobc.com. Or mailing your gift to Faith Answers CO Colonial Oaks Baptist Church. 6901 B Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida, 34241. You can call Pastor Gary Roy at 941-377-2737. Your support is a true blessing to Pastor Gary Roy and the Faith Answers Radio Ministry. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
7: With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Turkish crime scene investigators have entered the residence of the Saudi consul general in Istanbul to search for evidence in the disappearance of Saudi writer Jamal Khashoggi as a pro-government newspaper published a gruesome account of the Washington Post columnist's alleged slaying. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo now returning to the U.S. to report to President Trump. A rough life is getting even rougher for dozens of people living in a Florida motel ripped apart by Hurricane Michael. Still no power at the American Quality Lodge in Panama City. And residents are huddling under makeshift tents sent in breezeways to escape the midday sun. Now, nighttime brings relief from the heat, but that's also when looters come out. President Trump just presenting the Medal of Honor at a ceremony at the White House for 80-year-old retired Sergeant Major John Canley, the 300th Marine, to receive the Medal of Honor in the doubt down 92. For more details, srnnews.com.
1: Know the Truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. It's a
6: powerful moment at the beginning of the gospel. What do we read in Galatians 4, verse 4? In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. God was preparing the world for Jesus' birth. God was preparing the world for His public ministry.
1: Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let'sTalkFaith.com. Over the last two years, bold, conservative leadership has the stock
9: market at historic highs. Unemployment at all-time lows. And the future looks bright. But with midterm elections in November. The left, hoping to flood the polls with a blue wave, threatens a return to a stagnant economy, weakness abroad, and prosperity strangling taxation. Florida is once again a battleground. We must prevail. Join us Thursday, October 18th at Tampa's Strass Center for the Battleground States Tour with insight into all that's at stake for our state and our nation. From today's most influential conservative voices, national radio hosts Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher, and featuring special guests Sebastian Gorka and Kaylee McEnany, don't miss the Battleground States Tour, October 18th at the Strass Center. General admission is free. Limited VIP tickets include a special meet and greet reception with the panel at 530. Event begins at 7. Get your tickets today at
1: TheAnswerTampa.com. This hour is brought to you by
8: EDI Travel. Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl. Today we're featuring some of the ministries that make a big impact here in the Tampa Bay community and are a vital part of the family here at Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Dr. Joe Mo Cousins is the pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview and the host of Fresh Wind Radio, airing Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. here on Faith Talk. You can also listen online at letstalkfaith.com.
2: It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. So now I walk by faith, not by sight.
5: I know it don't look good, but it's going to work out for my good because I know late in the midnight hour, God will turn my situation around as he did with Paul Silas. So I don't allow stress to get in because stress leads to dis-ease. So I can keep walking by faith,
2: not by sight.
5: time with him. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all remember back in the day? Remember back in the day when before we had a call ID? Come on, man. Come on. And you, you all, all you had to do, hey. You ain't got to know nothing else. All they said was, hey. Raise your hand if you know back in the day where we didn't have call ID, you just knew their voice. Come on, man. Hey, Jomo. Yeah. <laughs> now, question. How did you get to the place of just knowing the voice? Yeah. So how are you going to think you know God's voice if you don't? Sp- Spend time with me. Spend time with me. Romans ten seventeen says this. Faith comes by what? Hearing what's told and hearing. <laughs> now, listen to this, y'all. My 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 17-year-old got home yesterday, long day. I come inside the house. I saw the trash overflowing. It's one of pull-out things with two containers, not just one, two. And both are overflowing. So I look at the brother and he's sitting on the sofa, no shirt, first thing. I said, homeboy, I need shirts on the sofa. Cause see your skin is funky and hot and you be playing basketball. You know how they they just be playing sports and it's come lay on the sofa. And anybody got them children they that y'all hot and sweaty just and come lay right on the sofa. I said, I said, I said, Jay man, I bought it. And I put a shirt on. I paid for it and I put a shirt on it. Can you please put a shirt on? Cause you know, you know he in that stage right now. He going in the garage and he begins swole coming in. <laughs> he he wear, he be put all his shirts, he put all the shirts up. I said, dude, I understand you got a vein in your arm. Okay. I see the vein. God bless your brother. I ain't mad at you. I used to have one of them too. Amen. I ain't got it no more. So you swole. I appreciate it. I see. I don't I ain't squinting your hustle. Okay, I see all the packs. You got it. Okay, now put your shirt back on in the house. So, so we struggle, right? I said, I said, Jay, I see something in the kitchen. It's not in order. Like, oh yeah, Dad, I know I left the orange juice out. I ain't even got to the orange juice part yet. I ain't even got to the orange juice part. So, so, so he gets up. Oh, now, it wasn't just the trash overflowing. It's to the point where the trash overflowed to, where it's to the counterpart. You know, so it's way past overflow, and the first batch already tied up. I said, Jay, we have one agreement, man. You are the designated trash man. Amen. Until you leave the house, you and trash get along. So whenever you see him talking like, help, you have to help him get out. <laughs> When it gets too high, trash is saying, help me, please. So help him go outside. I want too hard to be taking trash out. I, I already did my time. Come on, raise your hand. You already did my time. I did my lawn care time. I did my trash time. No, no. That's why I had you so that I don't have to do these things anymore. Amen. <laughs> that boy Josiah said, Daddy, I don't think you're treating me right. He said, Mommy, Jomo. He said, he said, Daddy will be sitting right next to the remote, and he will call me from the other side of the house and say, Josiah, grab the remote. He said, This is not fair. I said, Homeboy, as long as you're on this roof, I run this. He said, We're driving the car this week. Josiah said, so, if I'm in your house, I follow your rules. So when can I make my rules? I said you ain't gotta worry about that, homeboy. Ten more years, you can make all the rules you want. You can up, up, out, up, up out of here. Make all. You can run it how you want to run it. Yeah, he was my, he my remote man. Yeah, I don't look for remote no more. Josiah. Raise your hand if y'all got one of them in your house. Yes, Jesus. I need some cold water. <laughs> Come on. I don't wipe enough butts and wipe stuff up. No, this is the least I should get. <laughs> the Bible says the way up is down. <laughs> oh, he didn't use the Bible on his child. Yes, I did. Number one. Everyone say we got to listen. That's my same son, the older one. He said, Dad, uh, there's laser tag tonight, and I want to go to laser tag with my friends. And I'm looking, the, I'm looking at the trash can. And some of us are asking God for some things, and there's some trash you haven't taken out yet. There's some things that God told you to do. There's some connections that you've been to cut off. But then you ask out of one side of your mouth and say, Lord, help me. And the other mouth of your mouth, Lord, I like this. Number two, pay attention to the voice. Pay attention to the voice. He said, listen. Then he says, pay attention. So he's saying there are two different things. Some of you listen, but you don't pay any attention. Oh, let's let's talk about that. Yes, Jesus. You say you're listening, but you're watching the game. I got it. That's me. I, I'm going to own that one. I do that sometimes. But I'm, I'm getting better. You're multitasking, and you're not paying attention. And God said, you're not really listening to me. You're doing everything else but listening to me. Okay, look, look what it says. John, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Question. Whose sheep are you? Pastor, I don't know. Well, look at your life. What lifestyle are you following? That's an indicator of who you're with. Oh, God, quiet. Number three, do what's right in his sight. Look, look what this scripture says right here. 2 Chronicles 69. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, so that he may support those he may support, he may support those whose heart is completely his. So God is trying to work some stuff out for you. You have acted. So, so here's the family. When I get this revelation, you no longer allow things to stress you out because God is working for me and all things work together for the good because I know God got me. So now I walk by faith, not by sight. I know it don't look good, but it's going to work out for my good because I know late in the midnight hour, God gonna turn my situation around as he did with Paul and Silas. So I don't allow stress to get in because stress leads to dis-ease. So I can keep walking by faith, not by sight. All right, next one. Now, the reason why I'm giving you these, these are the conditions for healing. This is the environment in which healing takes place. So if you want to be healed in any area of life, make sure you line up these conditions. Listen to his commandments. Now, how many times God going to say, listen? Look what Joshua 1.8 says this. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that's written in it. For then, uh-oh, listen to me. The love of God is unconditional. The blessings are based on conditions. I'm going to say it again. The love of God is unconditional, but the blessings of God are based on conditions. So oftentimes, we say God doesn't love. No, he loves you, but the love is based on what you're doing in reference to the, the blessings, based on conditions. I love my kids. Oh, yeah, I love them. Jomo, Jemai, and Josiah, I love them. But praise God, Josiah said he wanted this. I said, son, well, you're in debt right now. Debt, daddy, what debt? Well, you broke my TV. You owe me $350. You're in debt, homeboy. So everything you do right now, you... You working it off, but daddy, you know, I wash the dishes. That's five dollars. No, that's five dollars less you owe me. Come on. No, you ain't even break it up every year. Broken TV, man, punched it. Talking about Netflix don't work.
6: Bang.
2: You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Chomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code, one zero one eight zero four. Again, the access code is one zero one eight zero four. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the word.
0: This, 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 this.
5: And I couldn't beat him. He said, Daddy, I saw what happened to Jomo. So I'm just going to tell you the truth. Sometimes you (laughs) Because he be the lie, water. But he said, I'm just gonna tell you the truth. Because I said, because I talked to him. When he sees stuff go down, I said, Josiah, now how'd that work out for Jomo? That didn't work out too well. <laughs> I said, what did you learn? Telling the truth was less painful. So he said, okay, 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 okay. Let me, okay, 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 okay. Let, let me tell you what happened. Netflix wasn't working. So I, I decided to shake it a little bit. And then I got frustrated. I gotta touch the screen. Hold Denmark. Touch the screen. You know, focus y'all, Look, look. Look what it says. For then you will make your way. No, no, no. God makes my way prosperous. No, no, no. Your choices make your way prosperous. You are living the life you chose for yourself. Choices, decisions, consequences. There were some choices you made along the way that you knew. And that's your harvest. You're living in your choices because you knew God told you not to do it. Pastor, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. That's why you ask all the questions. Pastor, you think I should marry him? No. Pastor, I I think I can work it out. Okay, do you? Raise your hand if you talk to a friend that told me they said, nah, they, you, you gave them all the flags. You told him, no, stop, don't go, leave it alone. That, you just hating on me. Okay. Okay, do you. But God often tries to help us, but we fight it. Cause we're too smart. Go back, go back to Joshua for me. Let me close that out. For then you, for then you will make Your way prospers. So, who controls your prosperity? So when you hate on someone else, maybe you should look in the... Now, also, let me partner with that, with balance. Just because someone seems prosperous doesn't mean they are prosperous. Because, see, prosperity doesn't just equate to money. It means nothing missing and nothing lacking. It means the, it means the, the life is whole. Got to give good teaching. Then you will be successful. Okay, num- num- number five. Keep foremost in your thoughts. Okay, Pastor, give me some scripture. I'm a word man. Isaiah 26.3. Look what it says. Churches, read together. You will keep in perfect and constant peace. I'll stop right there. Disease is caused because you're not at ease. You don't have peace. So I keep peace when my eyes are stayed on him. You will keep in perfect, constant peace. Here, let's go read. The one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both incarnation and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and everyone a confident, yeah, yeah, Boldness. Okay, next one. Next one. Actively obey all the precepts and statutes. Actively means you're consistently doing it. I was uh, I was struggling with a decision about whether the the, the radio uh, station they want me to go on every day, right right after A.R. Bernard, some of the big uh, gospel uh, uh, names in ministry, and they wanted me to go there, uh, be on that station, and I was debating whether this was the time, and so I said, Lord, show it to me, please, uh, because we were going to do some stuff on online marketing, too, and I said, Lord, show it to me. Uh, I don't want to make a decision, so the, the radio station was calling me, saying, Jumbo, you know, we want to know, are you going to do it, are you going to do it? And I said, this, I said I'm, just, I'm still in the process of meditating on it, and I have learned that I never want to get ahead of God. I've done it enough times and fall flat on my face trying to make something happen. Listen, if you birth it in the spirit, you don't have to touch it. But if you push it in the flesh, you're going to have to work that thing. The Bible says the blessings of God make it rich and addeth no sorrow. I don't want any more sorrow. So, Lord, what is your will? So I was praying on, I think it was Friday, on a prayer line, and Holy Spirit said, do both. I said, Lord, not one another. He says, do both. Be aggressive. I said, okay, Lord, and I called the people up. I said, look, uh, I'm going to do this and that. I'm do- I-, I-, I said, because, see, uh, you don't know how much time you have. And, and-, and our God is able. So I said, I will do- I- I- I'm going to work with you, and I'm going to work with another company. I'm, I'm going to fight both. I'm- our God is able. Look at Deuteronomy 11.8. says, therefore, be careful to obey every command I'm giving you today, so you may have what? to go in and take over the land that you're about to enter. So guess what? They got strength by obedience. Now, look at this next scripture. I love this. If he did it before, oh God. Now look at this, y'all. That song jumped in my spirit last week, so I want to give you some foundation that it's not just me talking crazy. Psalms 105, 37. Look what it says. He brought the sons of Israel out of Egypt with what? So now that's the natural prosperity. And among their tribes, there was not one who stumbled. So then I said, okay, pastor, find out what stumble means. There was not one feeble person among their tribes. They came out all in good health and were brought out with no disease. Another translation says this: The word denotes means a person fit for military service. He said any has come out healthy, they came out ready for war. Come on, man, not one of them stumbled now, the whole nation come out and nobody is stumbling. everybody's healthy now, if God can make the whole nation come out healthy what Second Chronicles 714 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal. The word will never contradict itself. Again, sin leads to sickness. Sickness leads to disease.
2: Disease leads to death.
5: And if God can bring the children of Israel out, all of them, with everybody being military fit. Now, military fit ain't no that that ain't no regular fit. Glory to God. Military fit, you're gonna do miles and push-ups and that ain't just eye fit. And they didn't just come out healthy, they came out wealthy. What was God's will? Third John 2, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health. So again, it confirms what God's will is. Please stand. We land in the plane. Please stand with me. If you're able, please stand. We're going to do our confession. I added two more. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, have your way. I thank you right now for signs, wonders, and healing. Father God, I thank you that your will is being done. Lord, we speak to our mountain with all boldness. For your words is death and life. are on the power of the tongue, your words is in Job. To decree a thing, and it shall be so. Your words in Second Corinthians 4, 4.13, that I believe, therefore I spoke, therefore we believe, and therefore we shall speak. So, Lord, I thank you that there's nothing too hard for you. So, Father God, we're going to speak to our mountain our mountain shall be removed. Father God, I thank you for mountain moving faith, yoke destroying faith, blind eyes opening faith, leg length, straightening faith. Lord, I thank you for it now. Now, y'all ready to confess? Here it is. Lord, heal me because it's your will. Lord, forgive me of any and all sin in my life and cleanse me From all unrighteousness. Lord, I release those who hurt me and I have harbored any offense. I thank you that by your stripes I am healed. I thank you that sickness cannot remain in my body. I thank you that every organ and every tissue of my body lines up to your word. I thank you that healing is the children's bread. I thank you that my healing shall come forth speedily like the morning sun. I thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals me. I thank you that what man says is impossible you say it's possible I thank you that I'm getting better and better every day now look at your neighbor say neighbor I confess you are getting better and better every day look at your other neighbor say neighbor I decree and declare the word as a prophet of the most high God I speak into your life. Healing, restoration is yours right now. Holy Spirit. Come on. Yes, Father. It's happening right now. Right now. Pain is leaving your body. That situation is turning around. Healing is speeding up right now.
0: Ooh,
5: that atmosphere. I feel it now. Last one. And I will bring you glory in my body. And I will confess of your signs and wonders that you are going, come on, to do in me. That's faith. I'm not talking about might do. Going to do in me. So guess what? God is setting up a testimony. God is going to use you. The Bible says we are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Father God, your word says greater works than these. We shall do also your words as eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Be them at
2: the heart of man, what God has in store for those who walk uprightly. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com.
9: 3000.
10: Amendment 3 gives Florida voters control of gambling. That's how it works in many places. Red states like Texas, blue states like California, big states like New York, and small ones like Rhode Island. That's how it used to work in Florida too. For decades, gambling issues were decided by voters. Then, politicians took that power and used it to try to expand gambling. Amendment 3 returns power to the people. So casino licenses aren't for sale in Tallahassee. In the last decade, casino lobbyists gave nearly $50 million to Florida politicians. Restoring voter control will reduce casino corruption, hold the line on casino gambling, and empower you. Voters across America already have this power. You should, too. Vote yes on Amendment 3. Paid political advertisement paid for by voters in charge. P.O. Box 1991, Orlando, Florida,
7: 32802. But I say you're the greatest friend that I've ever
8: found. You know, to my dad, his car is a trusted friend. He's kept it running great for over a decade. Guess I'm a chip off the old cylinder block. Well, that's why we both choose to go to parts plus auto parts stores. Hey, for all the reasons you love your car, there's parts plus auto parts stores.
7: 64% say that God accepts the worship. Of our religions.
0: What is wrong with these ministers today? Don't they know the first commandment? Thou shall have no other gods before me. There's 1,600
11: cults out there right now.
0: Every one of them denies Jesus. You're not going to get to heaven that way.
11: Jack Vanapie presents The Stunning Truth About Bible Prophecy. Join the Vanapies
1: this week. Sunday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570, FM 102.1 and AM 910.
7: Thank you for making my dream a reality and publishing my very first book.
1: Karen Notner is author of Is Jesus Your Pearl?
7: You encouraged me,
4: you laughed with me, and you held my hand through the entire process. Karen's
0: publisher is Zulon Press. Do you dream about publishing? Make the dream real with America's fastest-growing Christian book publisher. Your free publishing guide is waiting at christianpublishing.com.
9: Thank you so much to all the wonderful professionals at Zulon Press.
0: Visit Zulon Press at christianpublishing.com.
12: Want a family project for Christmas? We'll send you the Christmas catalog from Gospel for Asia that inspires your family to share a gift in Jesus' name to those in great need in Asia. And will also help support national missionaries. It's a great teaching opportunity. You'll also receive a free copy of their book that sold over 4 million copies, Revolution and World Missions. Get your Christmas catalog and free book now. For Gospel for Asia's free Christmas catalog and book, go to
8: letstalkfaith.com.
9: Over the last two years, bold, conservative leadership has the stock market at historic highs, unemployment at all-time lows, and the future looks bright. But with midterm elections in November, the left, hoping to flood the polls with a blue wave, threatens a return to a stagnant economy, weakness abroad, and prosperity strangling taxation. Florida is once again a battleground. We must prevail. Join us Thursday, October 18th at Tampa's Strass Center for the Battleground States Tour with insight into all that's at stake for our state and our nation. From today's most influential conservative voices, national radio hosts Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher, and featuring special guests Sebastian Gorka and Kaylee McEnany. Don't miss the Battleground States Tour, October 18th at the Strass Center. General admission is free. Limited VIP tickets include a special meet and greet reception with the panel at 530. Event begins at 7. Get your tickets today at TheAnswerTampa.com.
6: the jordan river and much much more call now to get your edi trip planned today at 727-460-1225 that's 727-460-1225 need cash sell unwanted gold and diamond jewelry
1: to empire diamond Call 1-800-728-3425. In the Empire State Building since 1931 and a reputable Better Business Bureau member, Empire is paying the highest prices ever. The time to sell is now. Empire Diamond offers the highest cash prices without any pressure. Don't wait for gold prices to drop. Call 1-800-728-3425. That's 1-800-728-3425. Or visit EmpireDiamond.com. Saturday mornings at 10.30, join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. That was their answer. Evolution. (laughs) Evolution. It just evolved that way. And that's kind of the all-purpose explanation
9: when you don't know something. Oh, evolution explains it. It's it's kind of a, a, a... Placeholder for
1: Ignorance. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. Saturday mornings at 10 30 on Faith Talk 570, 910 and FM 102.1. Online at letstalkfaith.com. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy.
7: Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truth of God's Word.
1: Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs.
2: God allows that seed to grow. The mustard seed is a seed, and seeds are meant to grow. God begins with small things, but God's purpose is that whatever he
0: starts small
1: will end big. Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs, Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTVN, online at Let's Talk Faith.com.
10: Amendment 3 gives Florida voters control of gambling. That's how it works in many places. Red states like Texas, blue states like California, big states like New York, and small ones like Rhode Island. That's how it used to work in Florida, too. For decades, gambling issues were decided by voters. Then, politicians took that power and used it to try to expand gambling. Amendment 3 returns power to the people. So casino licenses aren't for sale in Tallahassee. In the last decade, casino lobbyists gave nearly $50 million to Florida politicians. Restoring voter control will reduce casino corruption, hold the line on casino gambling, and empower you. Voters across America already have this power. You should, too. Vote yes on Amendment 3. Paid political advertisement paid for by Voters in Charge, P.O. Box 1991, Orlando, Florida, 32802.
12: Want a family project for Christmas? We'll send you the Christmas catalog from Gospel for Asia that inspires your family to share a gift in Jesus' name to those in great need in Asia and will also help support national missionaries. It's a great teaching opportunity. You'll also receive a free copy of their book that sold over 4 million copies, Revolution and World Missions. Get your Christmas catalog and free book now. For Gospel for Asia's free Christmas catalog and book, go to
8: letstalkfaith.com.
1: On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teachings, And what you'll discover may lead you to give Jesus another look. Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden weeknights at 630 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Faith Talk 570, WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
8: I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1. As this afternoon, we highlight ministries and ministry partners making an impact for the kingdom of God. Coming up next, we're going to learn more about the tremendous work being done by Save the Children. Hey, this is Bill Carl. Thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate your time here on the Salem Media Group stations. I'm with Scott Wilder from Save the Children. Scott, for the last few weeks, we've been talking with you and with our listeners about the work of Save the Children. And we've really been focusing on their work to save uh, children who are suffering severe acute malnutrition in places like the Horn of Africa, in Ethiopia, Somalia. And our opportunity to respond with ready-to-use therapeutic food, we've been talking about. Uh, Being able to take a gift of $60 and to save a child's life. And that phone number, by the way, is 888-884-4836. But as you know, and as you and I have spoken of here in Florida, we right now are are fighting this damage that's been done by this major hurricane, uh, Hurricane Michael, that has devastated our northeast uh, panhandle towns, places like Mexico Beach, uh, Apalachicola, uh, we've seen damage in Panama uh, City, and that damage, has of course, have gone up through uh, Georgia and now into South Carolina, and so we find ourselves on one hand saying, "Hey, we've got to take care of this need," and yet this this need is right in front of our face, yeah. and so, uh, I, and I know you're sympathetic to that. I'm also. Uh, And I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful to say that Save the Children is right in the middle of that mix, that even though we are still, uh, you know, have our hearts on what's going on over there, so to speak, uh, in Africa and Indonesia and other countries, we're also so blessed to know that Save the Children is right here, right now, and they are already intervening in the aftermath of Hurricane Michael.
11: Yeah, that's such a good point. And, And just a reminder uh, no matter what, no matter any dollar that is given to save the children, we talked before about how 86 cents goes directly to program needs. But maybe we haven't talked enough about how 10% of every single dollar is set aside for emergency needs, just like this. So, so we yes, we are on the ground uh, for the, those that are impacted by Hurricane Michael. But but also just know that whether you were giving money to water purification in Ethiopia whether you're giving the emergency nutrition in certain parts of the world. ten percent ever ten percent with this on the website. I mean, we're we're above board about this. Ten percent of every dollar is set aside because we know there are emergencies that take place, whether it's tsunamis, whether it's earthquakes in other countries, whether it's hurricanes here in this country, um and, and we have that money standing by specifically for that cause. So just know that we might talk about we might hear somewhere else or watch on television about one kind of need or another. Just know that Save the Children is always going to be wherever the needs for children are the greatest. And so your gift today, where we use the sixty dollar one time gift, because when we're you know, in America we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the pursuit of happiness means nothing if we don't have liberty. And liberty means nothing if we don't have life. And so those are in that order for a reason. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Um, we can improve people's lives, uh, but we first have to save them from death. And in the case of uh, where I've been most recently in Ethiopia and East Africa, the Horn of Africa, Yemen, Somalia, um, you know, you, you have you have you have a Hurricane Michael every day, you have a 9/11 every day in that part of the world, and so you know, Save the Children is not simply an American. Uh, centric organization 125 countries around the world and also right here at home so yeah we talk about i mean obviously when you call the number 888 or when you click on the link you know but especially if you call the number 888 they're going to talk about exactly what we're talking about which is africa and emergency nutrition but you should know that you're partnering with an organization that is called first by the red cross when there are needs for children, it is called first by FEMA uh, when the federal government, when the federal government runs into a place and there's a problem specific to children, they call Save the Children first. So uh, yes, over there, but also very much over here, and I and I, I understand that, you know, when we're talking to, to Floridians, we're talking to people that are impacted. Gosh, almost every year, or certainly every year, in some way, by uh, this kind of weather event and natural disaster um, don't ever think for a second that your participation with save the children is 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 going to abandon what's going on right here at home we are in those shelters right here at home we see that devastation uh right there on on the beach and those families that are trying to go back through and forage and take a look at what is left behind you know a planter or a refrigerator is two doors down. I mean, we are with those people right now. So it's over there, but it's also right here at home. Uh, but when we decided to, uh, I want to spend some time um, on, on uh, the Salem stations here. Uh, obviously, we didn't know at that moment about Hurricane Michael. But that doesn't mean that Save the Children is not doing work at this very moment uh, for families and children, specifically children impacted by Hurricane Michael.
8: We need to hear from you right now. The phone number is 888 884 4836. That's 888 884 4836. Call Save the Children now and make your gift. You can also do that at Let's Talk Faith.com. Again, that's Let's Talk Faith.com. Just click on the Save the Children banner and know that, well, of course, Save the Children is focused over there. They are also focused right here where they began in the United States of America. And, Scott, you know, the thing that I really appreciate about Save the Children is it's not just a get in there, drop off some tents, drop off some food, and then see you later. Save the Children has a reputation for long-term response, for going into that village where there's been malnutrition and staying long enough to see a real change. Uh, in situations like we're encountering here, I was just reading Save the Children's press release That the response is not just going to be essential child-focused supplies, which is what they've done with Hurricane Florence and they did last year uh, with Harvey and I'm sure with Irma and Maria, Uh, but also in the days and weeks ahead – and I've seen examples of this in Tennessee – Save the Children will be on hand at schools and child care centers that have been damaged to help kids back into their normal routine. So when we talk about that and we talk about the ongoing work that we've been speaking of for several weeks now, the, uh, the ready-to-use therapeutic nutrition or therapeutic food, the help with those who are in need uh, in terms of hunger and in terms of starvation, you can know that Save the Children is there for the long term, for the long haul. I-, I think that has a great deal of meaning.
11: You know, I, that's a great point, and, and I'll tell you, where we were in the, the southern Appalachia region, a, g- a good example is uh, when wildfires uh, blew through there in, in Gatlinburg and Sevierville and, and the whole area. Um, in three of those counties, Save the Children had already been working and had established a presence for the last 83 years. So we already knew all the superintendents of the school districts. We knew all the principals of all the schools. We knew most of the teachers in every single school. We knew all the needs of all the kids that are on after-school programs or lunch programs or breakfast programs. We knew all of those things. So that's a good example of how we don't just leave when the news moves on to the next obsession. We don't just move from thing to thing to thing. Uh, We are not there to get the juice you know what i mean mm-hmm. we're not there just to get the pub uh we are there to serve families and children and that's what we do time and again we do it on in the United states we do it around the world we do it where people notice it and we do it mostly where people don't notice it uh, we're in refugee camps around the world where no cameras are we're in many countries where no news at all is being reported Of the work that's being done by Save the Children. But it's not about that for Save the Children. What it's about is making sure that every child has a right to life, has uh, the right to safety and protection from harm, has a right to education, and a right to meet their potential. And so that that really is the only way that success and effectiveness is measured by Save the Children. And, you know, today, your $60 gift uh, will bring a child back from the brink of death by providing emergency nutrition And uh, that is the beginning. You you can't improve a child's life here or there if you don't save the life of a child when you have the opportunity. And so that's the focus of our opportunity today, knowing that Save the Children does so many things, knowing that 86 cents of every dollar goes directly to program needs. Only 5% goes to administration. That's a remarkable number, by the way, if you know anything about this kind of stuff. And and, and knowing also that 10% of every gift is set aside for emergencies just like what is going on right here in our own backyard uh, because of Hurricane Michael.
8: We need to hear from you. Call 888-884-4836. That's the number for Save the Children. And you need to make your gift today. There just I'm telling you, the need is so great, and the opportunity is now. And to be able to give to an organization and partner with an organization that has both a strategy that is now and and deals with acute needs, and then uh, brings support in the long term. That's uh, it's it's more rare than you think. Uh, you can also give by clicking the Save the Children banner at Let'sTalkFaith.com. I want you to call and make your very best gift right now. Again, that's eight eight eight. Eight eight four four eight three six. 4836 Now, Scott, you know me. I get a little wound up and I say the number a little fast sometimes. So, <laughs> so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna intentionally just kind of 888-884-4836. Eight, 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 four, four, eight, That's the phone number for Save the Children. Again, click the Save the Children banner at let's com. And, Scott, you know, I think it's true. You know, when we're talking about kids who are suffering with starvation, with lack of food, uh, we often think of that acute relief that somebody coming in and dropping and airlifting a bunch of food in. Uh, Obviously, in this case, coming in with the ready-to-use therapeutic food, the plumpy nut, uh, to bring kids back to life. And, And that's what Save the Children does well. But they also do very well coming up in the background and addressing the root causes of poverty in a given area, the contributing factors, helping to mitigate that, helping to make a difference. And I think that's important because, uh, hey, listen, I know right now as you're uh, into this broadcast, maybe you're already thinking, well, uh, let's go buy all the baby formula that we can buy. Let's go buy this and we will put it on a, a plane and we will get it where it needs to go. And, and you know what? That's a great uh, sentiment. But there's a way to do this in which you can work with a with a charity that knows how to do it, because right now I got to tell you, and especially I think you'll see this with with uh, Hurricane Michael. There are so many people with great intentions who want to do amazing things, but sometimes you get a truck and you get to where you're supposed to be going. And there's a guy standing there in a uniform saying you can't go in this way. Well, I've got a truckload of food and diapers. Well, this is not where you go. Well, where do we take it? Well, I don't know. How do you connect with the person who's going to help you get that to the person who needs that? That's a big, big question. and that's why uh, folks like the American Red Cross and FEMA rely on Save the Children in so many cases to do this.
11: No, that, that, that's, a, that's a great point. That, that when you, you may see organizations and ministries and, and nonprofits and charities that will feel a little bit rough. And they'll go somewhere, and then they they say, well, it was really tough to get in. We couldn't get in. I mean, I don't know why. You don't have to worry about that with Save the Children. I mean, after all the interest you can imagine after 100 years. I mean, the centennial is next uh, May, I think, uh, 100 years of Save the Children. Uh, We've established relationships. We already know the people. The people know us. The government knows us. No government person is going to stand in the way and say, well, who are you? What are you doing? It's like Save the Children. We've been invited. I mean, we're, we're here because you asked us to be here. And so that's never a problem uh, with Save the Children. It's never going to be. You know, I remember the old days. when Maybe we would uh, go do things about Bibles, and somebody said, I have a, an old NIV that I want to mail to somebody in China. And you, you add up all the dollars that it takes to take it and ship it, and it's like, dude, we can print them uh, in Hong Kong cheaper. We, we have infrastructure that's already set up. And that's exactly the same thing with um, Save the Children. It's already set up. All you, you have to reinvent it. We spent 100 years inventing it. We, we made mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. We took notes along the way. That's we right. learned things along the way. It's already done. All you have to do is hop on board this moving train and say, you know what, we want to be a part of it. So, you know, run alongside and grab the handrail and hop on board because we, we have already have it set up and we're good to go. We're invited, we're allowed in all these places, and there's some places where uh, nothing from us could, you or me, I mean, could even possibly get there because infrastructure is already in place. It's already built. Uh, All you have to do is say, I want to be a part of it. So, you know, other people are doing the heavy lifting. All we have to do is say, hey, you know what? 60 bucks can save the life of a child. I'll do 600, I'll do 300. I was on the the radio uh, just yesterday, in uh, another city, and a guy calls and says, I'll do $1,000, $1,000 one-time gift. Another guy said, I'll do $600. Another man said, I'll do $300 one-time gift. I mean, this is not unusual at all. So you can do $60, you can do $600, you can do $6,000, knowing that, uh, that every single $60 can provide enough emergency nutrition to save the life of a child. Yes, we do work over there. Yes, we do work over here. But, you know, it's, it's, it, when you see a child, if we were at an intersection, and you saw a child about to step into the street, you wouldn't ask who their parent is. You wouldn't pray about it. You wouldn't think about it. You would react, and you would pull them back, even if they didn't look like you, even if they weren't from your city, even if they weren't of your religion. You would reach out and grab them and pull them back because you're in a position to save the life of a child that you did it. Uh, and I think sometimes we, we almost long for opportunities to delay what God has given us, an instinct to respond to quickly. And I would just say, uh, respond to it quickly. Know that you are blessed. Know that we are in a position. Know that if you see a child that is about to expire, about to die, about to starve, if it were about to drown, you would reach out and grab them and pull them up into the air. Uh, And so we have a chance to do that today. And uh, it's such an exciting thing to be able to do. Um, I Really, uh, what kind of friends would we be if we didn't give you this chance to do it and know that, yeah, absolutely, Save the Children is on the ground right here in Florida, is on the ground in uh, Flint, Michigan for the water crisis, is on the ground in uh, Central Valley, California with migrant workers, children who have nothing, on the ground in Appalachia with children who have one or two parents or both parents incarcerated because of uh, meth or because of the opioid crisis. Now, we are on the ground in all those places, but don't don't be distracted by the opportunity you have today. Don't be distracted by the, uh, the the many things that can be done. Look for the one thing today that we are going to do, and that is save the life of a child. And the question really is only, how many children will you save today?
8: Make that call right now, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Your gift of $60 right now saves a child on the brink of death and allows Save the Children to do the great work that they've been doing now for over a hundred years. So you can know that your gift has an effect, that it makes a difference, and that it's being utilized by an organization that has a track record for integrity and effectiveness. Charity Navigator, have a look there at Save the Children. I just challenge you to take a moment and do that. But most of all, while this moment is fresh and while it's on your mind, go to the phone and call 888 888- eight eight four four eight three six or click the banner for save the children at let's talk faith.com again that's let's talk faith.com and Scott you know we started this conversation several weeks ago and our focus was on uh, children who are suffering with severe acute malnutrition and uh, that continues to be the focus we continue to want to reach out And addresses ongoing need with ready to use therapeutic food and the workers it takes to administer that. But at the same time, it's important for our listeners to know that Save the Children isn't something that just happens over there on the other side of a globe. When you get on a jet and you fly to London and then you fly to somewhere else, you know, you're three or four flights in and. You know, three days later, you land where Save the Children is. Save the Children right now, as I am in my studio here in Tampa, Florida, their workers are on the ground assessing and working uh, literally three to four hours from here in the aftermath of Hurricane Michael. That blesses me to know that it's not just about over there. It's about over here. The phone number is 888 884 4836 That's 888-884-4836. You can click the Save the Children banner online at Let'sTalkFaith.com.
11: You know, Save the Children is is quite effective uh, over there. But you also are partnering with a group that I I would venture to say there are very few uh, groups in this country, working in this country, to improve the lives of children, that are focused on the, the welfare of children, that are as trustworthy and as hardworking and as effective and as efficient as Save the Children. So when you partner with Save the Children for any specific cause, um, just know that that's the group you're partnering with. You're partnering – think of it this way. If you, if, you were a, if you had a church that you went to and your church did uh, a mission trip to Romania, uh, you, would, you would say, I want to go to Romania. I, I want to see what they're doing there. I want to be a part of that. Uh, You wouldn't say, well, we we have kids right here. We don't have to go to Romania. Why are we doing Romania? Mm. You you would know that your church is working right in your own hometown. But also there are sometimes extraordinary things going on in other parts of the world. And you have the opportunity to go and be a part of that. And God did not call us just to help people that look just like us. God does not call us to just uh, save the people that are white or to save the people that are American. Or save the people who speak English or bathe once a day or eat three times a day. Uh, he has called us to do more than that, and this is an opportunity to do so. I would just think, say, think of it that way. You would never go to your—I would hope—you would never go to your pastor or your church and say, "Why are we doing missions work? We—we mm. we got people that need coats right here. <laughs> why, why are we sending stuff to Guatemala? Why are we doing work in Haiti? There, there may have been an earthquake or a tsunami, but gosh, we have people right here that need help. You wouldn't do that." because you shouldn't do that right you would say you would say we're going to be a part of it man we're a part of a great church it does work right here and does work work over there also in the same way uh, say the children does that it just happens to do it in a few more places than most of our churches do uh, It does it 125 countries around the world and also right here well
8: it's i'm sa- i'm thankful that it's not an either or proposition and when people right. bring that up as an either or proposition uh, or, you know, this or that proposition, I, I just feel like the scope of their vision is small. And I know that our listeners don't have small vision. I know that our listeners realize, Scott, that uh, helping save the children help kids over there and helping save the children help kids over here is not a we do this or we do that, but we can't do both right. things. And that's so well, important to know. And you've already made it clear that when we do. Uh, work with uh, with children who are suffering with severe acute malnutrition uh, and we make gifts toward programs like that that those gifts uh, there is a you know an opportunity where Save the children holds back a certain amount of that for emergencies just like we 're going through right now and so it 's not an it 's not a this or that proposition it 's a this and that proposition and i 'm right. so thankful. Uh, it makes me proud to be uh, even more so to be affiliated and to be associated with you guys with Save the Children. The phone number for you to call right now is you want to make a difference is 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Click the Save the Children banner at Let's dot com. Listen, do as much or as just do as much as you can. Listen, you can maybe make a five dollar gift and that'll make a huge difference.